Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. There's Jerry. Ghost of Dave Kustan is hanging around here somewhere. <laughs> and that means that this is short stuff. And in fact, Dave's not a ghost. I'm mistaken, Chuck. He is a tooth fairy. That's right. Dave is very much alive. Don't worry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Short stuff producer Dave is not a ghost. No, you could astrally project yourself and still be what I would consider basically a ghost. I don't think, I think being dead is overstated as a reason for being a ghost. It's being, it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about the tooth fairy. And um, the reason I thought of this is because uh, my daughter has not lost a tooth yet. She's oh, coming she's up on. on. Six years old with those baby teeth, and um, I'm, I'm just waiting. Like, it could have happened by now, and it can happen at any time. And uh, I was, you know, I was like, all right, I got to get up on the, the latest research on the story that I'm going to need to tell, mm-hmm. the lie that mm-hmm. I'm going to pound into her brain, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, how much money these kids get these days. A lot. It's like How much did you get? I got, I got like, like a quarter. I, I got think. a quarter too, which apparently is like 1930s level. Yeah, I know. I also got a quarter for giving up my pacifier, and only later did I find out like my sisters had gotten things like an Easy Bake oven or something like that, and I got bought off for a quarter. I'm still to this day a little upset about that. Now, how old were you when you gave it up? Like 12, 13. <laughs> It all depends on the kid. My daughter gave up her pacifier really early, so she didn't even know what money was. You know? Oh, there you go. That's the way to do it. She just didn't like it. Yeah, That was actually, 13 was approaching the age where I also would have traded my pacifier for a pack of smokes. Right. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, give me one more year. You got to suck on something. <laughs> <laughs> right. I never connected the two. So the tooth fairy is uh, pretty interesting in that uh, since... People had children all over the world through antiquity. There seems to be weird little stories here and there about traditions and things that you would do with the tooth. It it seems like it was never just like, well, that happened. Let me just toss it out of here. (laughs) You know, it it could have been some little ceremony. You could have put it in a fire. Um, But this this was not like the, the tooth fairy as we know it. No, no, no. No, but it is there, there, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's rituals all over the world of what to do. Like, it's not like it it just goes unnoticed. The Tooth Fairy is one of the most all-American um, supernatural beings there there is. And as a matter All-American of fact, lies. Not, even, <laughs> not even old. It's not even an old one. Apparently, the Tooth Fairy that, that is going to eventually come to visit your daughter that is running around this very night handing out dollars for teeth— Home is, invading. Is basically, sure. Um, although you could make a really strong case in court that putting the tooth under the pillow is, could be construed as an invitation into sure. your home. <laughs> yeah. But that, that tooth fairy, that particular being, that entity, is from basically the mid-century, mid-20th century America and, and is very new and very young for being a supernatural entity. Yeah, I think there are a couple of references. There was one... From 1908, from the Chicago Daily Tribune in an editorial mm-hmm. um, that valued the a contribution from the Tooth Fairy at a nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in 27, there was a short play with the Tooth Fairy in it from Esther Watkins Arnold. Oh, it was, it was okay. I saw there was also a kids' book from the 20s that um, was an English version of an 18th century French Tooth Fairy kind of thing, but the Tooth Fairy was a mouse. Oh, okay. So in the well, 20s, mice will come into play, though. The tooth fairy like really kind of hit the zeitgeist in the 20s, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. 
And then apparently the whole thing broke wide open with a Collier's Magazine article in May of 1949. Yeah, so 1949. I mean, that's not that long ago that, that parents have been lying to their kids about this home invader who would who would leave money to avoid prosecution. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of weird. Like, uh, is there any explanation that you've run across so far as to why the tooth fairy wants teeth? That's something that no one ever taught me. No. And, I, you know, I looked a lot of different places and there's just not a lot out there. It's pretty interesting. There is no there's no weird origin story I mean, we could make one up if you want to kick that thing off. Let's do that. Let's just take the Cabbage Patch Kids origin story and just replace it with Tooth Fairy. Yeah, or maybe the Tooth Fairy builds uh, this fantasy land out of out of children's teeth. Okay. Sounds horrific. It does. It sounds like the teeth monster <laughs> from, um, what was that? There was a weird Canadian TV show. <laughs> what? That was basically Shit's based. Greek? No, no, that was weird in a different way. Um, I will, I will come up with the name of it. But it was basically a bunch of urban legends that they blew out into an actual narrative over the course of a season. It was pretty interesting. But there was a monster made of children's teeth, and it was creepy. I'll send it to you. You can show it to your daughter. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little break, and we'll come back and talk about kind of some of these strange uh, rituals and traditions all over the world. Right after this. All right, so we mentioned that depending on where you are in the world throughout history, there have been these interesting traditions when it comes to your children losing their first teeth. Um, in a lot of different countries, Afghanistan, Russia, uh, Mexico, New Zealand, there is a mouse or a rat involved, uh, whether or not you put it in a box for a mouse or mm -hmm. put it in a little mouse hole like mm -hmm. Tom and Jerry style. Uh, and I think the the whole thing there was is it was a wish that the tooth would grow back to be as strong as a rat's tooth or a mouse's tooth. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, and that's called the transference uh wish that uh, an anthropologist might call a sim call sympathetic magic, which I think is a pretty good band name. Though wishing that your child's tooth grows back like a rat's tooth, that would be one of those careful what you wish for kind of situations, if you ask me. <laughs> That's true. Imagine. What else do people do? Um, well, actually, so there's like actually supposedly nine things, in including everything from throwing the tooth into the sun, mm -hmm. which that's got to be hard to do. Not possible. <laughs> Much more easy is to throw it into a fire. Sure, like that. Uh, between the legs, Huey Lewis style. Little weird. Um, onto or over the roof of your house. Yeah, I saw a lot of Asian countries do this. Okay, so one of the things I saw was that a lot of these rituals, pre-tooth fairy rituals, were often t wrapped up or tied into burial rituals of that same culture. So does that mean that there are cultures out there that throw their their... They're deceased onto the roof of the house, you think? Maybe, Maybe. it's like a sky burial kind of thing? I don't know. I That's wonder. A, I don't know. I was being funny at first and then pulled it out <laughs> into, into, into something really thought-provoking at the end. Uh, what else do people do? I think a lot of people bury them. Right. Like and that kind dead. of makes uh, or hide them. And that kind of maybe that's where we got under the pillow. I don't know. And then um, this one probably has nothing to do with the dead or the deceased. But there's one where the mother or the kid 
or you make a poor animal swallow the tooth. Oh God! And talk about a rite of passage because that's why all of these um, all of these cultures have a a ritual surrounding the loss of the first tooth because that's basically the first rite of passage any kid cognizantly goes through. And so, you know, cultures tend to make a big deal about it. But imagine your culture having you swallow your baby's tooth and then you pass it as the mom. Like, that's got to (laughs) provoke some sort of, you know, a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. Uh For some reason, that that was the first thing that came to mind when I saw that moms sometimes swallow baby teeth. Tooth poop. Basically. (laughs) Yep. We'll just keep going on from that that little... (laughs) A little vignette. So it seems like uh, when it really became the tooth fairy that we think of in America, it came about at the same time that Disney was putting out movies like Pinocchio and Cinderella, mm-hmm. uh, two movies that each fit, uh, featured these benevolent fairies who granted wishes. And I think it may have just been the public consciousness. And we borrowed, like we said, from other cultures that maybe buried their teeth or hid their teeth into the under the pillow thing. And an exchange for money. Yeah, and the money thing st- still seems confounding, like a fairy coming for your tooth. That's pretty cute. And that makes sense that Disney would have influenced it based on the time. But the the money thing supposedly dates back to 12th century Norse custom, which was that you would pay a tooth fee to the kid who got their, who lost their, their first baby tooth. And, you know, rather than them putting it under the pillow or there being any supernatural being who came to collect it, you just hand the kids some money or whatever, tell them to go away now. Um, So I think those combined to form this modern incarnation of the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. And what's the going rate these days? From what I saw, it's about $3.70, which means there's some weird parents out there who are right at the median who leave $3.70 under their kid's pillow in exchange for the tooth. But that also means that there's plenty of parents out there who are leaving like 10 bucks. You know, who are skewing yeah. the average upwards. And don't yeah. email me because I know median is not the same thing as average. <laughs> I guess I'd, uh, I guess Emily and I need to do some soul searching uh, to find out what the value of this tooth is. Because it's, you know, it can also be an opportunity to teach, you know, kids have no idea what things cost. They think everything is free. Mm-hmm. So it can be an opportunity to teach them. About disappointment. Yeah, about disappointment. <laughs> no, about the value of money and, you know, what what this might buy or maybe you can save it or save part of it. I don't know. But the, the introduction to money and income kind of starts with the Tooth Fairy. It's pre-allowance. Yeah. I, well, I read that there was a, a – from a folklorist that said, like, the reason why um, this Tooth Fairy is an American invention and gives you money in exchange for something is you're teaching your kids capitalism. It would just make total sense. Yeah, I mean she's got piggy banks, so we'll we'll put change in there occasionally. But uh, oh. that that's about it as far as money goes. She thinks you know everything costs nothing. Well, you can teach her the value of a human tooth now, and she'll go around the rest of her life thinking she can get about three dollars and seventy cents per tooth if she is you know really tries at it. I think if I tried to do three seventy on the nose, Emily would just be like, "Are you kidding me? Just put a <laughs> put a fiver in there." That'd be hilarious. Hey, report yeah. back when when it happens, will you? Yeah, and I also want to uh, quickly shout out uh, Janet Varney, one of our good friends here mm-hmm. in the industry, a uh, podcaster and uh, one of the, the co-founders of SF Sketch Fest. And host of my, the JV Club. Yeah, JV Club. Great, great show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I uh, I think had no tooth when I was first a guest of Janet's JV Club live yeah. at Sketchfest. And when I got home, she sent me and Janet's Janet is one to just send people funny gifts like this. Uh-huh. She sent me a uh, a little tooth fairy pillow. That is very sweet. Yeah, because <laughs> you mail. can you can get an actual pillow, right? That's special yeah, for it's got a little the pocket. tooth fairy. Okay, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, that's the tooth fairy. Unless you got anything else, do you? I got nothing else except three fake teeth. There you go. You can get some money for that. Almost a little over $10, Chuck. Aaron Cooper would pay 15 Yeah, there you go. Um, and since Chuck's at Aaron Cooper, then, of course, that means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 